Welcome to Pick Up Your Sticks, where we talk about why gaming matters with your hosts, Walker Neer and Brett Lindley. I'm Walker, and this week we're talking about Brett's new Valve Index and all the amazing experiences to be had on it. If you'd like to support Pick Up Your Sticks, you can buy us a cup of coffee at our Ko-Fi page, which is ko-fi slash p-u-y-s-pop. So what's up, Brett? What's got you picking up your sticks, man? Hey, how's it going? I uh, I finally bit the bullet. So so I bit the bullet a while back on new PC time. Yes, and which was very exciting. Which was oh, it was amazing, and still is very happy. I yes. every now I just this week changed my internal LED colors to be all teal and pink because mm. I can do that now. And right. Sometimes when I restart it, the app doesn't log in, so it'll just like cycle rainbow stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can change that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm generally not a, a light up PC guy, but it, it's just because we're old. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm a beige yellowed in the sun <laughs> steel box kind of PC guy. But, right. But it's here and it's on my desk, so it's not like it's hidden either. It's actually kind of part of the room lighting. So. I don't know. I, I I did that, but anyway, the uh, the whole point. Well, one of the big points outside of being able to play Doom is I, for a very long time, have wanted to own my own VR setup, and I did it. Yay! So, yay! I got the Valve Index kit, the like full kit. So the motion controllers, the infrared little box infrared sprayers or whatever the little motion capture things uh and the index headset all and a dozen games i don't know we it was basically the wife and i combined some of our christmas together and just was like we'll get some vr games for you we'll get some vr games for me we'll get the vr headset we'll get it all hooked up and plugged up and and that's that was that was christmas and it's been whoo uh, yeah, and then you invited me over, and I got yes, and then I invited so, you over, and <laughs> it's been so hard not to interrupt you. Um, it's so cool. It is so cool. Like I'm just, I'm totally stealing your thunder right now. It is so <laughs> cool, people. I'm telling you, it is crazy. Like it is the most exciting gaming thing I've experienced in 15 or 20 years, probably. Like right. it is so, it is so dope. Um, yeah, and now I've. I, had limited time with it obviously i was just there for an afternoon I mean, yeah, well it was like a, it was a good portion of a day like you were here for a good while yeah um but yeah anyway i'll, I'll let you continue i no, just, no, had, it, to, I just it, had to it is wild and and i can actually compare because i know i've talked in the in the episode where i talked with my dad and uh in a couple other previous episodes uh i've had experiences with like the playstation 4 vr um i've played on the uh the older HTC Vive. Um, and then uh, I've done like some Google Cardboard stuff, some Samsung VR when it was like cell phone based type items. And for anybody that's done, like I would say like PlayStation 4 or an older Oculus or a Samsung or like a Google Cardboard thing, the difference between a high quality headset versus one of the and like not to say like there's varying quality i'm not saying like the playstation 4 headset is garbage but it it's a just different like you you can if you get out of the moment for a second you can see pixels pretty easily on the playstation vr 
Well, and but when you tried it, that was like what, probably 2018, 2019, um, somewhere in there. Yeah, 2018, 2019, somewhere in there. So beyond, I mean, beyond just the the, the quality point, it's also we're uh, further into the future, right? right. So the technology is newer and better. But that's what right. I mean. Is that yeah. like if if you've tried it before and you were like, eh, I don't see what this mm-hmm. is not really that great. Um, you know, 4K on a, which of, you know, VR doesn't really support 4K yet, but just being able to run something that fast, like having that powerful of a video card and being able to play in VR where you are in a higher resolution VR screen is such a world of difference. And I think really nothing exemplified that more than Half-Life Alex. Mm. So Half-Life Alex came the full the full index kit you get Alex for quote unquote free but it isn't no <laughs> free on the price tag at the end of the day it better be free mm-hmm. but um but yeah there's there's still kind of a lack of real adoption by AAAs and I hope that Alex kind of helps open some people's eyes to what you can do in VR and how intense if an experience it can be yeah um i think that i think alex is really cool um i played it probably the smallest percentage of that game because it's actually a full title i haven't beaten it yet either so (laughs) well but some of the other games we played are more like oh a smaller uh, experience yeah like the equivalent of like a wii sports resort or something i mean but anyway um or like beat saber like right there's a ton of tracks in Beat Saber, but if you've played a few tracks, you kind of get you get it. You get you the get gist it. of it, right? Um, I, I think it's I think it's I think that's what it's going to take, and I think that, it, but I think for developers to do it, they're going to be looking at hardware numbers, right? Yeah. Like, where are is there enough hardware? And it it's a bit fragmented, right? Because can you only play Alex on the Index? Um. I would assume I, so. I think that you can play it on the Vive. Okay. Uh, it, it basically has to have the controller support. That's what I was going to um, say, because the I, controller is... I think the Oculus can only play it if it has the newest Oculus with the hardware adapter, which basically means you have to you can't play it wireless. Right. Uh, so it has to be plugged into the PC. I'm not 100% that the Oculus can play it, but... Um, yeah, there is a division right now. There's more of a division than there is in the, the console wars, really, because yeah. you have the consoles, then you have Oculus, then you have HTC, then you have Valve. And... Well, and you have, like, if you want to do an index, you've got to have a gaming PC. If you want an HTC, you've got to have a gaming PC. Right. Depending on which flavor of Oculus you want, you could. But there's also the Oculus Quest, I think, that has... The standalone. It's, yeah, completely standalone. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure to the point you started with that the resolution and things like that just aren't, aren't there because it, it doesn't have a, a, a graphics yeah, card. Exactly. It, you know? And a big power supply to run said graphics card. Like, right. Right. Yeah. But it's, it was, it was like, cause I, I started off with just, a, I down, I intentionally went out and got like a couple of the freebie things, especially the Arperture stuff because they had the most different levels of experiences right like here's a like like the are the archery game the the little shooter game that we played like i think that's all in the lab the mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It was. but i got that first because one i wanted to save alex because I, I i knew that was going to be something different and i just wanted to get used to vr and i think that's a really good way to do it is 
mini games, fast experiences, you know, that way you can kind of run through a few things and get the hang. It's like, it's like playing with like an N64 controller, like going from an SNES to an N64. It's a weird controller. You're like, things about it are familiar, but at the same point in time, everything is new and different. So I, I, I went through all that first. Right. Yeah. I think so. The only, uh, which I'm not going to stay on this long, certainly, but the only downside that I see to it right now, or the only thing that I think in order for it to, to compete with consoles or PC gaming as they are now, at least there has to be some middle ground where you can sit and play and move through the games the same way that you do games on consoles and PC today. Right. So what I mean by that for people who aren't familiar in games in like the, the steam labs thing, your aperture labs you were talking about or in half-life Alex, the way that you move is effectively by like creating a little circle on the floor that you'll teleport to. And then you right. can adjust the angle of it. It's really well done, but it's just a, it feels like kind of like playing one of those old school first person RPGs from like the late eighties, early nineties. Mm-hmm. That's just corridors or like mist. It to me, yes. it reminded me so much of mist. Mist is probably even more accurate really. Um, Cause it's not corridors and neither is Alex, but, but yeah, I think that that would be, like if if you could play Alex sitting down and just walk through the levels, mm-hmm. but I I also understand that a lot of the experience of Alex is like, like I remember there was one part that I got to when I was at your house where uh, there was like boards over a door and mm-hmm. you literally just take your hands and move the boards right yeah, like pull them off like. <laughs> right. In the way I was standing even though there's no weight or anything to it. I don't actually have to apply any force. Right. <laughs> like it's all virtual. I actually had, I, I felt like I needed to adjust the way I was standing because it's like, well, yeah, you throw your shoulders back. You kind of lock your back upright. And yeah, well, in the way I was standing, it felt like I would be off balance or mm-hmm. something, except there's no balance required because there's, yep. no, there's no force happening. Um, anyway, all of that is to get to that, like, that is a really cool part of it. And if you're sitting, I don't know how much of that goes away or. Well, and even sitting, there's still motion sickness. Okay. Like it's easier to get over. Um, but I've, I've done a few of them and, and a lot of the games, a lot of them do have full motion movement. There's a, mm-hmm. essentially what is like mirrors edge, but VR. Oh, um, full and, motion? I was, and it's full motion. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like I am not ready. And people are like, "Oh, it's great!" Rah rah rah. And I'm like, "I am not." I did about five minutes of Minecraft, and the first three minutes were me stumbling onto the floor because. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you let me do Minecraft as well over there, and um, it supports both. It supports the teleport yeah. movement or free movement. So I did the teleport at first, and then I was like, "All right, I'm going to try the free movement." And Brett was like, well, you, you know, can make you sick. So just be careful. And I was like, all right. So I did it. And I was, and I got the feeling in the stomach and I was like, all right, I see, I see where it's at. I think I can, I can get it though. So I could do it if I like basically just held the stick for, or not this, I guess it is a stick yeah. that you're holding, held the stick forward in the controller for like maybe a second and a half, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm taking like three or four steps at a time. That was about as, as much as I could do, but I was getting around. So I was like, right. yeah, I'm getting this. 
And then I walked forward into the water and I didn't mean to. And so I was like, oh, I'll take a step back. Moving backwards, I just stopped immediately and took the headset off. And I was like, I, I can't for a minute here. So yeah, I, I almost fell, you know. Uh -huh. I, no, I mean, I did the first time I did it, I did kind of stumble. Like I didn't like full on fall. Right. But it it was like going from zero to drunk. <laughs> yes. It's like the drunk goggles. Yeah. Did you ever really drunk goggles yeah. when you were a kid? Yeah. And and just so I stumbled down and like then I was like, okay, I'm gonna kneel on the floor and see if I can because I'm already here. So I'm just gonna see if I can do this. And it was still I would still sway and like kind of land on my left arm and have to like rewrite myself and like double jumping or moving fast, like running, like I could walk, but running and jumping and like trying to look one way while you jump. And it's a, it's, I think you can get over it, but man, that is it's a wild. lot to get over. Yeah. Yeah. So I think even seated, that's going to be a challenge for a lot of games. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the answer is, but I think if they can figure that out, that'll go a long way. There is one. So um, I and I haven't talked about you with this one with you much, but it's called like, I think it's until you fall and or maybe it was Sky. I don't know. There's a there's a few different games that have done this. I think it was until you fall, which is like a kind of a fighting game, like a sword dueling sort of game, uh, a little bit roguelike. But it has a I don't remember what it's called dang it there's a it's a special like film term but what they do is they give you tunnel vision mm. so they black out a circle and you can just see through the circle but they they shade in and it like fades in and out so the faster you're moving the more of that it tunnel visions you and it fades out your peripheral vision because your peripheral vision is what is like more tied to your balance mm. and that actually made it so that as I was moving, it was way more, it was, was, it was a lot better for, for like my balance and, and fighting off. And you can like turn that on and off and set the intensity. So you can have it just barely cut the corners or you can have it really tunnel vision you that actually did a lot. So I think things like that can help. Um, but again, it's just having to learn all new, you know, ways of handling visuals, other mm -hmm. than just render distance as far as you can. Right. So I have to talk, I'll probably try, try and talk about all of them, but the one game that I want to talk about that I played on VR that I, I just didn't expect at all. I mean, I knew you had Alex. Mm -hmm. I know what Beat Saber is, or at least had an idea of what it right. is. You've seen it, videos and whatnot. Um, yeah, like, and I haven't played any cockpit games, but I understand how that would make sense or something. Right. But the very first game you had me play was actually a like a, a shmup, like a top down Galaga, mm -hmm. Tyrion 2000, whatever style game um, where you, you put on the headset and you enter this like Tron, like, you know, future room or hollow sphere. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and, then, and then you, you know, you, you reach down and grab what is going to be your ship. And now the controller in your hand, really just your hand, is the ship. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's not coming from behind you. So it's three-dimensional. But when I say that, it's still all in front of you, which was good. Right. <laughs> you don't have to turn in circles or anything. Stuff's not attacking you from behind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're right. But yeah, I mean, it's just this huge hollow sphere in front of you. And there's enemies coming from all sorts of different angles. And literally your hand is just the ship. So unlike game, every other version of these where you have to like 
move in straight lines and like maybe do a barrel roll or, or something. You just move your arm wherever you want. So you can pull as crazy of maneuvers you can think of if you can do it with your hand. Yeah, if, you your, wrist, if your wrist can handle it. Like, that. well, and there's parts where you have to like aim it back at yourself, right? And But then up and then turn around and go forward and like dipping and diving through the bullets because it yes. had a little bit of that bullet hell stuff. Oh, yes. man. It's so cool. Like, it's so cool. I'd never even, I'd never even conceived of that genre being in VR, nor did I conceive of it being that my ship is the hand <laughs> or my hand well, is I was the like, eh, If they do it, it's going to be like a gimmick. Like, right. No, it's probably the most fun thing that's in the lab as well. Like, yes. It's one of the most fun things in the lab to do is just fly that little ship around and, and blow. And it's really well rendered. Like, I think yep. that's another thing that helps a lot is the, the style is a lot more important of having a cohesive art style and ah, it's so good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I don't know. I, I've, I was always a little skeptical of VR and I do still have the reservation that you already mentioned, which is just that there's not a lot of AAA application support for it yet. Um, so I, I, I am eager for that to pick up, but as far as, at least the version of the technology that you have again, maybe the older versions aren't, aren't there. I didn't ever have an opportunity to try those. It's there, man. Like it's, it's, it's awesome. Oh yeah. I mean, like, unfortunately of the, like maybe B plus level application support that there is a lot of it's like horror games and, uh, half-life traditionally is like spooky. It's not a horror game. But like the old Half-Lifes, I mean, head crabs are latching on to people and there's some minor jump scares where they burst mm-hmm. out of a vent or, you yep. know, something explodes through a wall that you have to fight. But they're like, like the original Half-Life is kind of like 007, like James Bond, GoldenEye level polygony. Like it's, it's right. So it's not super scary and fully animated head crab zombies that are wailing and you know shimbling towards you and will throw things at you or knock things out of the way in full vr where you have to load your gun that's that's you don't just hit b to reload like you hit a button on your thumb trigger that drops the magazine out Mm -hmm. and then you have to reach behind you and click the trigger and when you reach over your shoulder that's you reaching into your backpack you click the trigger you pull a magazine out you put it into the gun you have to pull it back and like set it and then aim with it again and like you have to do all the motions you don't just hit a button right you you suddenly realize when you've got a zombie even just a slow thing shambling towards you you may not be very well trained in loading a gun and you have to do this fast and like, right. Yeah. Well, and it's a little different than loading a real gun because you don't like on a real gun, you could, you can grab the slide and feel Mm -hmm. it and know that you're pulling it. Whereas in this, like you're kind of just having to look at your hands and hope that the hand that you're grabbing is on. Right. There's another level of that too, but like, but yeah, uh, that, so that's that's what the reason that the that was one of the things that made the um i guess what i'll call non-traditional movement of 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 half-life alex stand out was like a zombie was coming at me and i shot it a few times and ran out of ammo and had to reload and by the time i was ready again it was at me yeah but in any other shooter i would just move away Walk backwards yeah right right but in that i almost felt 
like I forgot that I could just teleport backwards because mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean. So, yep. um, but yeah, it's get in the you get in the moment. You get in the moment. Like it puts oh, you. There. Billion you forget percent. that you're not in a real room just instantly. The, yes. the second the headphones are or the the headsets on, you're you're there. That I mean, you know, you obviously you were sitting there watching me as I did it, but when I when you start, Alex, you know, you go out into this balcony pretty quickly. And there's just like a table with like some, I don't know, like a notebook and a pen and some coffee cups and just random junk type stuff or something. Mm-hmm. And you go out on this balcony and it, I mean, it legit just looks like you're looking out over a city. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then I was able to just grab a cup. I grabbed everything that was on that table, if I remember. <laughs> And just and you had to grab the whole table too. I did, yeah. And then there's people down on the street, and I'm just like, I take a coffee cup and just throw it and watch it. And you know, not that I'm like some great thrower or something, but the way the coffee cup traveled was what I expected based on the throwing motion that I did. So it's not right. like you can do any throwing motion and it now does this canned you throw it forward. It literally is a one-to-one reading of where your arm is again maybe it's a little more forgiving because maybe i'm not that good i don't know but (laughs) but yeah and just watching the coffee cup sail through the air and then shatter on the ground next to these people and just like i I don't know man well just just, i think the the connection and speed of learning from like the first time you get the gravity gloves and how clunky they feel to like literally 10 minutes later yeah and you can just like the gravity gloves allow you to select an item in the distance by kind of hovering your hand in that direction. You click the trigger to like target it and you flick your wrist back and it, it gravity guns the item towards you and then you can catch it and like mm-hmm. put it in your backpack or look at it or throw it elsewhere. And at first it's just impossible to do. It feels like it feels wrong. It's like, this is poorly implemented. And like five minutes later, you're grabbing things with one hand, launching them into the other, catching them in air, reloading your gun with it. Like it, you're just a pro out of yeah. nowhere because your body is just like, oh, this is how reality works. I am now adapted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and it's. I, yeah, the, it's interesting because what it, what it also does is it just reveals a lot of um, problems that don't that aren't problems in traditional games that don't have to be solved such as picking up things mm-hmm. the truth is is that after seeing the gravity glove and you're right at first i was like yeah it's a little clunky but then i got used to it and just like you said was you know felt natural with it very quickly the that's awesome for half-life because that's right. built into their lore the gravity gun the gravity glove great i get it mm-hmm. <laughs> but like every other game that has you pick up stuff off the ground Today, you either auto loot it mm-hmm. or you press like A or B or whatever. You press a button and it picks it up or you press a button and it opens an inventory and you you know move it over. But in VR, like if I, I'm glad they had the gravity glove because I don't want to bend down and pick everything <laughs> right, up every right. 15 seconds. And so it's like, I don't know how another game that doesn't have that in the like, not every game can have a gravity glove, right? Like right. it doesn't make any sense. And if you're if you're not going to, just have it be a button press because you want to lean into the VR part of it. I don't know how you do it because again, I'm not bending over to loot every corpse. Yeah, in, in a, a in a more realistic game, it's hard. I I did play in so kind of back a little bit. So Half Life Alex, I I I will go back to, but I got to a point where 
uh, there's like a shotgun hanging. You have to solve a puzzle to get access to the shotgun. And I get it. And they're like, as you as you get like the puzzle solved, but you don't have the shotgun yet, something starts hammering on the far wall and it's like shaking minor spoilers. And so I like, all right, well, I'm going to get the shotgun and then I'm going to go to the opposite wall and figure out how the gun works and then, you know, be able to handle the situation. So my wife's watching. She's in the room. We've got it displayed on the monitor. Get the shotgun, run to the opposite wall. It gives you like three seconds and tells you how to put shells in it, which I actually later learned I was still doing wrong because I only thought it carried like two ammo and you could actually put like eight in it or something. Mm. So I put the two in and just immediately, not the just the far wall, but like three walls explode. And literally the one that I'm standing like nuzzled up in and like, because it's a tense moment because you know you're going to fight. I thought it was going to be a giant boss or something that comes through. Well, the wall legit two inches to my left explodes and it's like crab headed zombie, but like ultra high def, realistic detail with gangly Mm -hmm. animation that makes it feel very alive. And I, I like screamed like a girl blasted it in the head with a shotgun. Luckily it died. But I immediately just start chanting, this is not okay. And there's like two other zombies. I run out of ambo, switch to my pistol, kill them. And I'm like visibly shaken (laughs) and had to just pull the head. Like I was just like, hit the pause button. I don't care. Save, quit. What I just saved it and took the headset off. I was like, I'm not even quit. I'm just done. (laughs) So like where there is a lot of support from like B plus places i was kind of mentioning is is like in the horror game scene i'm not there for that right (laughs) i'm sure that if you are into horror and you're into like haunted houses or you know like it's it's not just escape room but more tense kind of situations great awesome power to you not my shtick which cuts out like half of the b scene of vr games are you telling me right now that you don't think you'll get alien isolation in vr oh my god that would be the most terrifying (laughs) i could never do it i could it might be the most exhilarating thing ever it probably would be the most intense (laughs) i would just cry i would just cry a lot no um god but but so so from that though uh i did play a fisherman's tale Mm-hmm. which is a puzzle game and they have a way again it's tied to the lore so not for like just your standard game but you are a puppet in a puppet house and it's a puzzle game where like you're also able to take the roof off the puppet house and see the like it's a replica of the house you're in mm-hmm. and there's a puppet inside of it so you can move an object from the real world to the puppet house and it'll drop into your house as a giant item Mm. or likewise take something out and make it teeny tiny so you play with size and scale but they get around the hand thing because you're a puppet you're like a string puppet your hands are on strings so you can hit the a button and it like rocket shoots your hand out 10 feet ah and so you don't have to move around as much you don't have to bend down because you can kind of blast your hand out 10 feet grab something and then pull it back 10 feet or like five feet, it's not forever, but it, right. it sends it out a ways so you can get to items on the ground or on the ceiling or whatever without having to jump or squat. That's good. But again, that's tied to the lore, so. Yeah, I mean, and you know, the other thing is, is that it might just be that at least in the nearer term, the solution is that game developers just don't insist on 
making every single part of it as VR interactive as possible. Well, just make it. I mean, like imagine playing a game like Borderlands right. or Diablo, where it's just loot, 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 loot. Make it like those games where I still just walk over it and it jumps in my right. inventory or whatever blows up gets vacuumed in. Like. Yeah, exactly. And as gamers, maybe we don't care because we already don't care. Right. Yeah. Like in Borderlands, I'm not like, why am I not picking this stuff up with my hands? Mm-hmm. Why is there not an animation? But I've never thought that. So right. maybe it would be the same thing. God, I would hate having an animation for every gun in Borderlands. Well, that's what I mean. Like, it would be so horrible, but that's yeah. effectively what they would be forcing if they made right. you pick up everything. Right. So maybe that just never comes because no one would actually enjoy that. Um, I don't know. It's it's interesting, you know, games trying to mimic life thing. Like, I, I think that is actually an area of gaming that I don't really fully to say I don't understand is wrong because I mean people like whatever they like and I understand that. Anyway, what I'm trying to get to is like the like truck driving simulator mm-hmm. or house flipper simulator where you like screw stuff into a, a cabinet. You know what I mean? And right. it's like I don't understand how that's a fun game, frankly. Um, but again, it's subjective, so that's fine. But you know, maybe something like that is fun in VR for people who like that. You know what right. I mean? To me, those games already seem like they're too tied to trying to be real and not right. fun and gamey enough, you know? But like, I mean, I just, so the company that makes House Flipper makes uh, Thief Simulator as well. And I did mm. pick up that one. I haven't tried it for VR. I haven't tried it yet. House Flipper is also available in VR. But like, what I am all there for is like mech mechanic simulator. Ooh, yeah. So, like, I'm not all about, I change enough electrical outlets and do enough. I've got a honeydew list a mile long, so I don't need a honeydew list simulator. Um, But seeing as I don't have a 50-foot anime mech, um, I would be okay. And they just tend to have, like, the Tony Stark type stuff. The Iron Man suit has sci-fi pistons and bits and bobs in it that I would totally be all about, like, Right. A design your own Iron Man suit VR simulator. Like, give me those holograms. Like, let me play with that. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's true. That's true. It, I don't know. It, um, but again, that's, that's so much more fantastical. Right. It's fantastical enough that it's something that I can't do in the real world that then right. I would want to, even though the things are the same level of mundanity. Right. Grab a wrench. I want a power torque plasma wrench. Like, I do just that. have to, I do just have to call myself out though, because I've played thousands of hours of mmos and <laughs> many many people would say times say what hit the rock six times get your yeah orb. that's what i mean people would be like you think truck driver simulator is mundane but you can play the ninth expansion of world of warcraft like get out of here like yeah that's fair that's fair so that's why i say to each zone but um but yeah maybe games like that would be really cool in vr this is completely unrelated um I meant to cancel my humble bundle annual. Like I, I do humble monthly. Oh, yeah. Right. But I, I paid for it annually like two years ago. Mm-hmm. So I have like the originators price or whatever. So it's like a, it's, it's a, a better price than what's offered for new members. But either way, I still wanted to cancel it. Cause it's really gone downhill this last year. Like they haven't had very many great titles and I failed to do that on time. So it renewed for another year. And the first game in the January list is PC Build Simulator. 
I can't believe that's a game. And I know I'm on this simulator thing for a long time now. <laughs> I just had to say, really? Like car mechanic or like how, like at least those are, be- but just building computers. Well, and like some of them have, I, I so some of them do have a meta story to their yeah. credit okay. where it's like, there is a car mechanic one that's, I think, I don't think it's a full release. I think it's still early, early access, but it's super intense down to like individual wires, like hyper realistic. Mm. And cause like a lot of the, like some of the simulator, like a house flipper or whatever, is just like you replace the thing and it clicks in or whatever, maybe a right. couple of times, but, but it also like the car mechanic also has like a meta game where you have to get into the working van to drive to the car shop to buy your items and equipment you have to like make money and survive and there's some other like quest type things in there there's some story there are other characters involved so there's like something else to it like a reason you're fixing up the car kind of thing so i i'm like i'm fine with that but if there's not really a meta like a meta level game there then yeah i'm with you like so have you done a cockpit game yet in VR? Not yet. Uh, we did finally. So I've got more games than I've played in VR. So right. that's already started. Uh, welcome. The, yeah, I know. I'm there now. Well, it was winter sale. So winter sale. Uh, yes, August. welcome. Yes, yeah. I know. It's such a good deal. How could you pass it up? I know. Talk to my Steam library. I digress. I digress. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh lord uh, <laughs> um but i so we did we picked up moss uh which is an an adorable and beautiful uh, 3d vr platformer like third mm. person so it it starts it starts basically in what looks like hogwarts freaking castle like like the lunchroom area which in itself, we sat like Tiffany. I, I had her put the the headset on, and because uh, I wanted her to have the first experience and something, and it looked pretty good. And and so she sat there for like five minutes, just like this looks so cool. And like, there's a story, like like narration happening, and we're just not paying attention. She's looking around, <laughs> like, right? And I played it later, and it is super cool. Like it's a, it's kind of the storybook intro but you have to grab each page of the storybook and turn it Mm -hmm. and it like animates and there's some stuff on it but you can look around the whole rest of the room and and like it's just it's so immersive and then the game it has it tells you it's actually a seated game Mm. um now i found myself standing for some of it as well but it's a pseudo locked perspective and each room so like if you run the character around the camera doesn't move like your head is the camera um and each room is kind of its own little zone the character is this tiny mouse and all of the critters are woodland creatures of various types and but the the set pieces are all just the crazy gorgeous level of stuff you'd expect but with your head being the camera you could like you can only run maybe I don't know, thirty or forty paces across a zone, right? So each you're zone. You're not a first view. No, the critter okay. is down on the ground. Like your life is linked. You're like a, this wisp or speed. Okay. It's kind of like Ori in the will, like like, like Ori in the blind forest. If you were the wisp or the tree, mm. like you can see the critter and technically you control the critter, but the character you're playing is not the critter. Okay. 
And so like your purpose, it's kind of a single player co-op experience, which is kind of interesting because you you're controlling two characters. You control the little mouse's movements and then attack and whatnot. But to solve puzzles, you're also this spirit being mm. so you can lift the big rock out of the way or move the log to the other side. Or like there's a water wheel that's spinning really fast and you can grab the water wheel and slow it down that allows you to like jump over it or whatever. And and so you can like each each room is like a miniature set piece and it feels kind of like like. The rooms feel like they're about five foot, which is, you know, t- general game space. And the mouse feels about life size for that. But then there's all these tiny buildings. So it feels like uh, almost like a somebody that's got a model train set or something. Mm-hmm. And you're able to kind of look over it and move things around and control this little critter that runs through it. Really, really cool design and an interesting blend of platforming mechanics and combat puzzle mechanics and and the VR, like I didn't think I would enjoy having like a, a platformer in VR uh, or how you would make that work, but it's amazing. It's super awesome. Yeah. I think that's probably the thing that excites me the most about the VR headset. I mean, it, yes, it's the, the, the experience of being in the headset and like being able to look up and down and left and right and turn around and, and you're all, you're in the, the, the game still mm-hmm. is crazy. Um, but it's, it's, it's the innovation that that allows for that is what excites me so much. Like the, the space ship game I talked about a while ago, like, I mean, that genre of game is not like super riveting to me. I don't play every shmup that comes out. I mean, I like them. Okay. But I don't, I'm not addicted to them or something. You've not been, ex- you've not been like thrilled and following the next shmup release. Like, oh my yeah. God. I mean, like geometry wars is probably my favorite one. Geometry wars three is probably my favorite one of all time. Um, just because of the colors and, right. and what they were, like, really? if that was on the VR headset, oh, yeah. I don't even know what I, <laughs> I'm done with life. Um, but yeah, it's just it's the innovation. It's that I'm I'm so excited about. So like what you're talking about, where it's like, okay, well we've all played Rayman forever. Mm-hmm. How would you do that in VR where you're not just watching it on a 2D plane still? Because then it's not right. really in VR, and who cares? And just play it on something else. And that's it, right? Like they they introduce like instead of being the nameless god character that you are right. as the controller, like that's actually a character. And now there's mechanics around that stuff that we just never even thought about. You know, well, what I mean? and it's I think it's I have such much higher appreciation for game worlds now. Mm. Like, because I mean, I've always loved like seeing the evolution of game art and world design and level design and and animation and graphics, but like we just paused on every time we shifted to a new zone, which would be a new single couple of jumps or, or, you know, a character interaction or something. We just sit there and look at everything and squat down and try to look under corners and look around things. And yeah. Talk about like the, the gamer lean to try to look around a corner. It, It just exists in VR. Right, and that's it works. Yeah, because it works, and you can see around the corner. <laughs> that, like that was one of the things that was so cool that you you made sure to like point out that I could that it that it it was how it worked when I was playing, mm-hmm. which I appreciated. Um, when I was playing Alex, it's like, hey, when you go to open a door, like you do actually have to reach out and open it, whether you push it or pull it or whatever. But unlike every other video game, where 
there's again a canned open door animation it, it actually responds to your force you know right. the speed with which you move your hand to move the door so you can like barely creak the door open so that you can just see a sliver and then legitimately like you're saying lean your head ever so slightly and see in that crevice yep see if there's a bad guy in there right or you can kick it open or throw it open or whatever you want to do and it's like i don't know it's just like who knows what puzzle games alone could come out oh, of oh god yeah let's get portal that... let's do portal vr oh man <laughs> i'm really I, I will say i'm really excited for you to try a cockpit game just because i wonder yeah because you i mean we did the episode within the last few months about um wing commander and, and our love for for the space games like that like i gotta hear what your take on like i an did elite dangerous or something right <laughs> i mean, i should have gotten elite dangerous i did and reinstall no man's sky because that is vr support oh yeah that's good I made it about halfway through. I loaded my old game, which was probably dumb, uh, mostly because I didn't want to go through the the intro, yep. like yep. an hour long intro thing. Run around on the planet trying run to around dig on the up planet and repair your ship, right? But it's not repaired enough because you're a scrub. So haha, right? Um, yeah. So I loaded my old game, but it still introduced all the VR like controls, which was right. Cool. Um, and then. So this is so I will say it's the only time that I appreciated the like click and hold for the menu selections. Oh, because you have to hover because your hand isn't like you have to hover over it. And so if you hover off like mm-hmm. or if you if you aren't if you're clicking multiple things, you want to make sure you're clicking the right thing is about the only time that I liked that. Right. But I could not be bothered to make it through. Like I just saw my old base and was like, I mean, this looks cool. I didn't even get outside of my base. I was still inside of it. Tried to switch to my gun. Didn't have the patience to really learn the controls and was like, it's just, I've just played no man's sky. I putting it in VR does not make it. If I would have experienced it for the first time, I'm sure it's amazing. Um, It looks good enough. Couldn't be bothered to mess with it. (laughs) Yeah, I would say really, I would just be more interested to hear your, your feedback on, space flight like yeah. you're in you're in the ship in the cockpit whereas no man's sky has a lot of other extra stuff that you're right. doing out of the ship or whatever um but yeah that would be cool have you watched a movie in vr yet not yet no i have seen some video they've got some like vr style videos that are like i haven't done a roller coaster yet but there's i mean people out there have vr cameras now so you can go walk around a street of like like Tokyo or something and like look around and you don't have like full control or anything because it's just a video, but or just people like with animals and stuff. It's it's so weird The the videos I'm not as cool with. And like I have done like some virtual desktop stuff, though, which like put my computer screen into like a space station. And so I have like a, a room in a space station or something. And so like my computer screens on one wall and then I have like a chair and a desk and some other stuff around, which that's that's kind of fun. Um, hmm. But then you're still just clicking things on your desktop with your right. Yeah. Or well, I'm like you can move around like the room, but you can't. There's not a lot of interaction or anything. But similar to like if you want to load there, like a setting to load a movie theater, and then your computer desktop is at the end of the movie theater, so it makes you look like you can watch a video or watch youtube on it or whatever and it makes you feel like you're watching it in a theater like yeah um, i've i've read that people like you can you can load like a 
a 70 inch screen or, or right, certainly a yeah. theater screen would be even way bigger. But, but yeah, you can, you can, cause you're not, it's not, it's not that you're going into the movie, like the movie right. itself becomes VR now. No, um, but you can but just getting that experience. It is a little bit, I, I don't think the longest I've taken without a break is like an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, cause the eye strain can be a little intense. Um, especially having like the index does really well. It leaves room for glasses, which I appreciate. And it has like really good eye width settings and stuff, but it can still, if the headset slips like a millimeter forward or backward, it can throw off the visuals depending on what you're, Mm. especially like if you have to read, reading is the hardest thing, like focusing on stuff and like a game like Alex or something, not bad. But when there's text on the screen, all of a sudden you realize your, your eyes are straining right um, so yeah. i i've avoided a lot of that type of stuff but yeah no that's fair that's fair so the other thing that i thought that that blew me away that was not a game at all um so i, I don't know what to call it other than like your home screen oh uh, yeah like your your home environment yeah when you load the when you turn the vr headset on mm-hmm. the, the desktop <laughs> is a variety of scenes I'm sure you can choose from, but the one you had was like this really cool room. That's got like a balcony overlooking mountains out mm-hmm. to one side. And um, that was, that alone was, <laughs> was pretty cool. Uh, and there's not even a game to play there, but anyway, so you, you, you had the headset on and, and you went into that room and then you turned, you had like a wand in your hand oh, and I'm watching yeah. on the computer screen mm-hmm. and you turned the wand into a marker and you draw like a squiggly kind of line vertically in the middle of the room that goes down and then kind of draw a little circle on the, like a, a spiral on the ground, basically. Um, and then you draw like almost like a basket kind of pattern around at the top of it. And then you draw like what I then understood were petals. And the basket thing was effectively like a 3D flower center. I don't know what that's called. Right. I'm not smart. Um and then, which was cool, it was like a little doodle flower thing. It wasn't like this masterpiece of art or something. It was just a quick doodle of a flower. And then you walked around it mm-hmm. in three dimensions. Like- right. It was three dimensional. <laughs> it wasn't a flat piece of artwork. It like the lines were like tubes. Yes. And, yeah. And well, and like you can draw and like you can draw with depth. Right. Right. So like when you, you, you drew, like you, when you drew a circle, like you stuck your arm out forward, like you're stabbing and then bring it back to yourself, almost like a hand crank kind mm-hmm. of motion. And it recognizes what you're doing and makes that circle out in front of you. You know right. what I mean? Like, I, I don't know how to describe it well, but. Kind of like a circle on edge where if you looked at it from the side, it would just be a line. Right. Yeah. Right. And on a, on a piece of paper, that's what it would be like. Well, Cause I was to... trying to, I had to draw a sphere. I couldn't just draw a circle. Right. So like it was like a wireframe sphere. I had to draw a circle horizontally and then a circle yes. vertically that ran through it. And then one on each angle to like, give it the form of a ball. Right. And yeah. So I had to draw a lot of circles intersecting themselves, but just free form in the air in front of you. Like, and that's what I, that's what I was trying to describe when I told you the basket, looking yeah. thing because you were drawing like you said interconnecting circles but dude, dude that was so cool like <laughs> and i know that's such a it's such a trivial there's no gaming to it there's no you know there's no achievement um i mean it's instant sculpting though 
Like, and there are, I do want to get one of the, there is a, a more dedicated sculpting app uh, for VR that I really want to get into because I think that would just be so fun. Well, and it's, it's like, yeah, it's, I mean, it might have been the most surprising thing I saw in the whole VR experience, which sounds weird, but it's because everything else is a video game and I've obviously played games for my whole life. So even though like the spaceship thing blew me away, it's a game. You yeah. I mean, so, you know, like you like, you just get it. You grok it. Like, yeah. And well, and I've seen video games. Mm -hmm. No, I've never seen that, but it's like, it's all derivative, right? Like it's right. cool. Cause you're using your hand and it's this 3d, but it's still largely derivative of all of the other top down shooters that have come before them. But, but that art thing that you did, like I, now I will also admit I'm not like some art buff or something that knows about all the art creation methods that are there, but I don't know of anywhere where you can just take a marker and create a 3d object like that. Just in the air. Yeah. Like, 3d pens exist, but they're not, you can't get like a thick 3d pen like that. Like, <laughs> I, it, I don't know, man. I was, I, I, and I, I'm not the artist, so I wouldn't do anything that would be very pleasing to the eye with it. But yeah, like, I, I, I wish this is why I say sometimes I wish I was like 20 years younger, just because technology is going to continue to get cooler and cooler mm -hmm. and cooler. And I'm just really worried that I'm going to miss out on like the coolest Adobe Photoshop VR where yeah, somebody like, is literally like building a reality. Just well, that's what I was gonna say, is like, it'd be so cool if you could like multiplayer VR Mm -hmm. And then, like, if you, you specifically, not general you, you, Brett Lindley, <laughs> had spent any amount of time, I mean, that took you three minutes to do right. the flower. Um, <laughs> but I'm just so amazed by it. But, yeah, I mean, if you had hours on end to spend doing that, like, right. who knows what that would be? Like, that would be an unimaginable place to go because you wouldn't have to spend any extra money on it. There's not all this cost in creating this stuff. You could just do it. And I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. I would love that a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I do want to do some of the, I, like I said, I want to do the sculpt app. I, so I did Google earth in VR. Uh, yes. I was going to ask you to talk about that. Too. Yeah, yes, please. So it, it doesn't have the street view VR but it does have the satellite view VR with proper scaling on buildings, trees, every, like everything is height mapped. Um, and so I, I mean, of course the first thing I try to do is visit my house, but the, the satellite of my house is a new build. So the satellite imagery is a little bit dated, especially the Google earth VR is dated to the current. Like it's a different version than the one that you like use for maps or whatever. It's a little older. Uh, so my house wasn't there. So I was like, well, I'll just go out and like, so the first thing I didn't discover this till later, but I, I did it from the back view. So it's a, kind of better for the story is like you could zoom out to like Earth view and then grab the sun in your controller and move it so you can get <laughs> day or night, depending on which side of Earth you want to wow. be on. And so I was like, well, I, I don't I don't know what city I want to go to. So let me turn it to night. So I just threw the sun away and look for all the lights and I'll just pick a really lit up area and just go there. And so I ended up in Sao Paulo in like South America in mm -hmm. Brazil. And, and I was like, well, now I can't see. So I got to turn it back today. So grab the sun, turn it back today. 
and just looking and I was like, I was unaware of how much city is in some cities. Like, I know that sounds maybe dumb or uncultured, but just skyscrapers for miles and and just seeing them go. And like, you can, you basically fly around in essence, you kind of glide and essentially you can be like Superman size where you can basically fly at earth scale all the way down to like decent Godzilla size where you're, you can't quite get, like I said, all the way to street view, but you could still be pretty big and be as about as tall as buildings and doing that. And like just seeing miles of skyscrapers in every direction was, I don't know. It was kind of jaw. I just, I just zoomed around for, I went to Tokyo. I went to a few different, like I had to go to Tokyo because when I realized I was Godzilla sized, I was like, well, you know, wow. Gotta, gotta do that. And, but it just, it really, because it just made me want a Godzilla VR game. Right. Yeah. Now rampage all of a sudden is the right. game I want again. Oh my God. I would love <laughs> rampage in VR. Like, that would be punching crazy. buildings, th- picking up tanks off the ground and throwing yeah. them at helicopters. Like, right. yes, give Snatching me that. people out of the apartment for extra mm-hmm. health. Yeah, no. you gotta eat them. <laughs> munch, munch, munch. <laughs> yeah, that's that's super cool. Yeah, so completely selfishly, the two places I want you to visit and then tell me about, and it doesn't have to be on the podcast, even you can just tell me right. personally, are I need you to go to Shanghai. Okay, because there's 25 million people in right. Shanghai. I think That's, I might get anxiety just from seeing how many buildings there are. It's just unimaginable. It's yeah. literally incomprehensible. 25 million. I, I Down, I'm not going to lie. Downtown St. Louis gives me anxiety. Like, I <laughs> yeah. it. and like that's, it's a big city, but that's not. <laughs> Let's see what the St. Louis population is. Oh, no, um, no, we don't have to do that on here. We're going to because we, of Walker. We, yeah, well, it's, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not trying you to are, we're talking about the anxiety. Um, at all i get that but i just yeah it's three hundred thousand. yeah and i'm with you i mean we're both from springfield missouri we're from podunk nowhere so to us a quote-unquote mid-major city like st louis that's a quarter of a million people or slightly more is large because that's a lot bigger than here that's what i mean by 25 million dude like (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy anyway uh and then i need you to go to seoul Um, oh yeah 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 I wonder. I wonder if there's like crazy StarCraft two ads everywhere. <laughs> well, they mean they're blurred out. They're blurred out in Google Earth. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So there'll okay. just be tons of blurry neon everywhere. <laughs> I wanted to see. It'd be how crazy would it be to see a billboard that's like Kerrigan, right? Like, <laughs> billboard size because they actually like it like that over mm-hmm. there, right? Like it's yeah. it's like the NBA here or something. Um. Well, that's super cool, man. Well, yeah, I I. Again, I didn't try VR in the old uh, in the old series. Um, I and I realize I am also old now. So <laughs> we're boomer gamers. We yeah yeah we were called out by winter uh, as boomer gamers. So but yeah, we're not shout out, to, shout out to Exxon. Uh, yeah, Team Exxon. Exxon shout yeah. out. We'll we'll probably be back in that mix uh, when that when that comes back around. But um, but yeah, I would I I'll I'll, I'll pick a little bone here real quick. We are elder millennials. Yeah, people. we are elder millennials. Yeah, <laughs> oh, boomer gamers. <laughs> yeah. Gaming, gaming timeline. <laughs> yeah, in, in gamer years, we're boomers. That's fair. That's fair. We weren't there at the very beginning, but uh, right, almost the beginning of time. <laughs> right. 
And so people like your dad are like, they're like the greatest generation when it comes to gaming. Like he's basically <laughs> a World War II veteran in gaming. Gaming years. Yeah. Right. Shout out my dad. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. That episode was great. Um, all right, man. Well, I think we can probably, I'm, I'm probably good to wrap it up. Yeah. I mean, are. I don't, I haven't, uh, I still, like I said, have quite a few games, so I'm sure those will come up and I'll do some more in depth conversations on them. This was kind of a VR in general. Yeah. Um, but VR games will probably make an appearance in the, uh, what you've been playing this week every here and there as I start, I'll probably wait to get through more of them. Like I would like to beat half-life Alex and come back because yeah. several people have, told me like you haven't seen nothing yet so i've gotta i gotta figure out that means right um and like i said i have a dozen other games at least that i I, like so you you were talking about multiplayer uh like art style game there's a there's a game called king spray uh which is just vr graffiti so, but it has all of the different caps for your paint cans that you like different styles and designs, different flow rates and levels, different thicknesses and colors, and then just different zones that you can go in. So if you want uh, railroad cars or a concrete back alleyway or whatever, and that is multiplayer, like multiple people can join into a VR session and mm. spray paint graffiti together. Like that's pretty crazy. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that is um, awesome. Well, that's cool because spray paint art is cool, but the truth is, is that spray paint art typically does come at the cost of being on something that it's not intended for, right? right. Um, and I'm not trying to hate on... No, no, more often, more often than not, it's... But yeah, it's, just the truth is it's, they're not doing it on their own property, right? right. Um, so VR is a really cool place for people to maybe experiment and play with that that avoids the legal issues of right. <laughs> the traditional form of it. Um I guess I will say very quickly, and I know I already said I was done, but then I thought of something else. <laughs> very quickly related to VR still. Kind of touched on it a bit, talking about the the lack of um, well-supported smooth movement, at least. Right. Uh, outside of that one example with the tunnel vision you shared. But so something I was always really interested in doing, but you've actually kind of explained to me, maybe isn't actually as interesting as I wanted to think it was, is playing games like Skyrim or Doom 2016 or Doom Eternal on VR. Skyrim, I could maybe see because it's not quite as action-y. Right. But I don't even know how Doom 2016 or Doom Eternal would be possible without smooth movement. And I'm, and that's so accurate, especially well, it's, Eternal. It's, it's like smooth movement is supported. Uh, yes. Yeah, like Doom Eternal is just hard because I think most people's complaint is how much you have to turn around. Oh. and how fast like smooth movement is one thing but the rate at which you are jumping yeah. swinging and flying is too intense to 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 really deal with now, some people think it's okay but now when i say support for smooth movement, yeah i don't mean technically i just mean like without it making you feel sick and right. solving the, the other problems that come with it i don't i don't and maybe it's just getting used to it i don't know but um so that was a little I was a little disappointed to understand and the controls aren't right. I think it's really the, the being built for like, I think so like there's a God, there's a couple other things I want to say now. Sure. So like, yeah. So to talk to the environments, uh, I there's support for like modded environments. I mean, it's a steam library essentially. And I found one that was just a solarium. So like a giant mechanical solar system, mm. but like a legit, like 60 foot tall, solarium in this zone 
that has rocky crags and just weird kind of ambient music and and like a solar like a solarium on top of kind of this deserty rocky surface kind of like a mars surface mm-hmm. and then the background is just like void like space so you feel like you're on this floating rock and there's a few like archways and a couple of totems and some stuff and then just a ton of different areas like you can walk around or you can teleport to these like sitting locations basically and i legit like found one teleported to it and then like this is where i meditate now (laughs) right because it's just a 60 foot tall mechanical solarium with now you're dr manhattan yeah it really it (laughs) felt like just kind of quietly turning gears in the background and (laughs) and this endless void of space around me and nobody else there was just like i'm home like (laughs) i made it (laughs) <laughs> did you tell your wife that after she was there she was there <laughs> she was watching me and i just sit down on the ground she's like are you crying I'm like no i was like lift up the corner of the vr <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just straight up like sat down in the middle of the room and was like i'm just fine to be here for like 10 minutes she's like oh, i'm gonna go get a beer like <laughs> um yeah. but yeah that that was and there's other environments there's one that like i thought was like a space capsule but it actually ended up being like a fully rendered version of like a national park hmm. um with like some hiking trails that you could kind of teleport through and an animated ocean with like seagulls and stuff that would kind of fly around and i was like holy crap like i just so that's that so that story and and hiking around this wilderness area was what made me wanted to get skyrim vr because that that finally sold me because i was like i could just go hiking in skyrim right and not i don't care about anything else that's going on just let me hike in a fantasy world like yes um unfortunately i just feel like if the game isn't at least built with vr intended from the ground up Mm -hmm. it's really difficult to 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 it's it's a port basically it's a vr right. port of, right. of skyrim and that's it feels like a port okay um and like not a great one right um not a terrible one it's not the worst thing ever but it was clunky it's just and it like you said the game systems were like looting bodies it felt weird having a, a screen in my face telling me that was just the inventory screen but flat and taking off half the screen right telling me the i like it just felt weird in in vr whereas if it were on my computer it'd feel fine well and maybe maybe the inventory maybe an inventory screen is fine in vr but it has to be designed to look right in vr right. not just still be the, <laughs> the the normal pc game version yeah. that makes sense but yeah that's a uh, that's it for now. I like I said, I got a dozen more games to go through, and I haven't beaten any. I beat Arbiter Hand Lab, and that's like a five minute game. I think that's the only one that I've beaten in VR, quote unquote. So, <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I'm you know uh, super excited that you got that new gaming PC last fall, and then even more excited that you got the Valve Index uh, here over the holidays. Um, I, it's just so cool. You're going to have so many cool gaming stories. And now, now I have to, to catch up. Well, and, it, and it, it, at least for now, I have a reason to get you over to the house. And we can hang out more. Like <laughs> if you lived closer, I know, I know. <laughs> same, same. get it. 
So that's all for our episode today. If you like this episode, consider buying us a coffee over at ko-fi.com slash P-U-Y-S-Pod. Or, hey, just tell a friend about us, because it really does make a difference. All of the links and our social accounts are available in the show notes. And if you want to hear more of either of us from, on topics outside of gaming, you can check out Walker's podcast, The Walk Show, which talks about the walk of life while interviewing various guests. And my podcast, Dungeons & Dinners, is where the love of fantasy is food for thought. Mm-hmm.